Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ashley Patrick of Budgets Made Easy, who helps busy mums to relieve the mental load of trying to manage their family finances so they can pay off debt and live the life that they deserve. Cool. That's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know where you are with your business today? and the kind of people that you love working with? Well, right now I am working with a lot of um, busy moms, kind of older than me typically. Um, Their kids are older and they are seeing retirement down the road and they're not ready for it. They have a lot of debt and they're just tired of working hard and not having much or anything to show for it. You know, they get their tax return at the end of, at the end of the year. And they're like, I made how much money? Like, (laughs) where did it go? And then they're not able to do the things that they actually want to do, which is stay at home with their kids, travel. Almost everybody wants to travel more. They want to, you know, buy their own house, things like that without the worry and the stress of how they can make it work because they feel stuck on this hamster wheel of working, paying bills, working, paying bills, always feeling like they're getting behind or they're not making any progress. And so my mission is really to help those women start to make progress, to get out of their own way. Very similar to what you do here with us business owners who are in our own way. I do that for women and their money because a lot of times it is the mindset. So, and um, that's why I created the money mindset podcast, because a lot of it is just mindset and, you know, those limiting beliefs and those things that stay in our way and keep us stuck. When in reality, if we would just make a few tweaks, we could hit the ground running and make so much progress. And then you start to build momentum, right? Once you get those wins and you start going, then you can just push harder and faster because you can see the fruits of your labor. But when it feels like you're not getting anything done, you're just stuck. Logically, you just nailed it. Absolutely. Logically, it's just all these beliefs, these the couple of shifts, and then you're away, you're off the races and things change, but fuck, it's hard. It is yes. tough. These <laughs> things are deep rooted. And you know, if you're dealing with with people who are you know, slightly older, oh my gosh, there's even more years that this has been continued to mm-hmm. be reinforced and top of mind and then proven because we had to prove ourselves right. So there's all these reasons why this isn't a false belief. It's actually true. And here's, here's all the proof for it. So what would you say is 
what what do you have to help your clients to work through or overcome first so that they're able to really benefit from everything that you do? What what would you want to, if you could remove one thing that you have to see time and time again, what would that be? Um, their own disbelief that they can do it. So their lack of confidence. So I would give them the confidence to know that they can do it because if you don't believe you can do something, you're not going to try very hard to do it, right? Because what's the point? I can't do it. So once you believe that you can do it, Mm. then you start to do the things that you need to do in order to do the dang thing. So step one, belief, just to believe. Okay. So with um with your clients or maybe with some nearly clients is it is it the belief that this is possible is it the belief that this will work for them or is it the belief in 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 you and and your business where is the belief that is the first hurdle the first challenge uh the belief in themselves that they can do it and that it's worth doing mm. that it's you know worth the effort um instead of just sticking with what they've already been doing and what, you know, they've already been getting and believing that they can travel, that they can do those things, that they can quit their job because they may have grown up with the mindset of you have to work, you have to work in a factory or you have to work at the same place for 30 years and, and then retire. Um, you know, that the belief that you have to have two incomes, um, in order to survive nowadays and, those beliefs that they can do it, they can cut expenses, they can make some sacrifices in areas that aren't as important to them so that they can focus on things that are important to them. And a lot of it is priority, but it's believing that you can do it in the first place and that it's worth doing. Nice. You must have had a lot of people come to you who have like, I've read all the books, I've I've read all the books, listened to all the podcasts. Um and I've, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've tried this, I've done this, it doesn't work. What would you say to, to those people who think, who have, have tried, but haven't quite got there? What, what would you say to them? What's, what's the difference that you, you could help them to work through? Oh my gosh, that's a good question because it does happen a lot. So a lot of people have tried, you know, the thing is, is a lot of them haven't tried very long. And then they've given up and they say, oh, this doesn't work for me. Well, first you can't give up. You have to keep going. But the biggest thing is you have to figure out what works for you. And so you have to kind of piece things together um, in such a way that it's going to work for your real life. Your life is not the same as my life. So what works for me may not exactly carbon copy over and work for you, but you have to find habits and routines and in your schedule in your real life. And you have to be realistic with yourself and the season of life that you're in right now. Uh, It's going to be different if you have little kids versus kids going to college. And it's going to be different for the mom that is looking at retirement and they don't have any kids at home versus the mom that has Um, to pay for daycare and school sports and travel teams and all of those types of things, you have to be realistic with yourself um, and you have to be realistic with where your money is going and where you actually want it to go. Because what I have found a lot is in our minds, we, the numbers aren't uh, accurate when we're just doing things in our head. And so we have to put the numbers down on paper and actually 
face the numbers because most of the time when I work with women, it's not as bad as they thought it was. They have more money than they realized. They thought they were dead broke. They have more money. It's just not going to where they want it to go. Is yeah. It's more about being mindful and having your priorities and letting your money go to where your priorities are. But that's going to be different for each of us. And so it has to be realistic and it has to be realistic amounts too, right? So meal planning, budgeting for food. If, you know, you have a family of six and you're spending $1,200 a month, but your budget is 300. Well, is your budget of 300 realistic? You know, you have to be realistic with yourself and, and, you know, that is part of not setting yourself up for failure. I see a lot of women um, have these unrealistic expectations of themselves and of their money. And they set, you know, a really, really high bar for themselves. I do the same thing in business as we were talking about before. Like I struggle with all of these same things, but in my business, in that sense. Um, and so we set unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And then when it fails, we say it didn't work. This doesn't work for me because it failed. But in reality, you set yourself up for failure and didn't set realistic expectations for yourself or for your finances. Mm, the self-sabotage is it's it's sneaky. And yes. it comes it can come from the best of intentions, trying to set the right budget, trying to set the right um priority or tasks or whatever it might be. It comes from a good place. It may come from that shot of dopamine that I can I can do this. Oh, I'm gonna really focus on this. But consistency actually following through the consequences if the food budget is so low for example let's talk about food i love my food me but too if it's so low that means chances are you're going to stop cut, you're going to cut out some good stuff you're going to cut out some mm -hmm. stuff that you need which means not, yes you might save some money but i'm not going to be as energized i'm not going to be as fucking happy which yes, means exactly. all these things i'm not helping myself with fuel I'm not helping myself with fulfillment. Therefore, that's two basic human needs down. I hate this. I hate life. What's the point? Spiral. Exactly. And, you know, the flip side of that is, is if you have, if you're in the habit and you're in the routine of getting drive through, take, take out and things like that several times a week, and you're spending $1,500 a month, is it realistic for you to drastically cut that down to 400? You would have to wake up as a completely different person the next day. That's not realistic. And so um, that's part of what I teach people is to be realistic and you know, set different levels of goals. And if you're spending that much money and you want to get it down to 400, we'll start with getting it down to 800. Like work, do some baby steps, do some smaller action steps to get you toward that, the main goal, but you're not going to just be able to jump from one to the other overnight. Beautiful. So let's, let's talk about your business. So how you got into this and, you know, for you, what was it that, because you already shared with us that, yeah, you have the same kind of thing with your business. It's how to set yourself up for success rather than ooh, sabotage or leave things or it's not quite working for me. So as you've grown your business to the level it is today, what has it been like for you to manage yourself through this, you know, the roller coaster, the ups, the downs, the, the challenges that came your way that you uh, maybe weren't quite ready for? Oh gosh, that's a good question because it has been a very long journey with those roller coasters and the ups and downs. And I used to just mentally 
spiral out of control when I had a launch that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go um, and things like that. And through the years, um, you know, I've really had to separate my identity from the business. So when things would go bad, it was, I suck. I'm a failure. Like I'm not a business owner. I don't know what I'm doing versus like that just wasn't the right offer or the right launch plan, or I should have done this or that. Um, and a lot of times I would self-sabotage myself to the point of like, I didn't realize what I was doing, but like, I knew what to do, but I wouldn't do all of those things because if the launch failed, it wasn't because I suck. It was because I just didn't do the things I knew I should have done. And mm -hmm. so I did that for a very long time and I still struggle with this, but I'm much quicker to realize that I'm doing it and course correct before the launch is over so that I can kind of pick up steam again. And I've had some great business coaches along the way that have called me out on that and recognized it, um, you know, mid launch, like you're losing steam, you're kind of disconnecting, like get back to it. Um, and so having those great mentors and coaches um, through this journey for me has been pivotal because I don't have anybody in my real life that are business owners. Like I was a police officer before this, that doesn't give you any real life skills uh, for any, any like um, technical skills, I should say, I do have, you know, it does give you some, some people skills in certain ways, like <laughs> able to do certain how, things, but, but how did you, how did you slip and fall into being an entrepreneur? What, what happened there? <laughs> well, my big goal was to stay at home with my kids. And so, um, long story short, we paid off a lot of debt and then found out we were pregnant with the third child and, um, I really wanted to stay home, you know, three, you know, I weighed the numbers. Of course I am a money nerd and I weighed the numbers and it made sense financially, but it was also what I wanted to do. And so we focused on that as a goal. Um, but what, whenever we paid off all the debt, I kept getting the same questions. How did you do it? You know, when I was doing it, everybody said I was crazy. And what if you die tomorrow? And why, like, why, what does it matter? But if I hadn't paid off that debt, I wouldn't have been able to stay at home with our children. Like financially, we couldn't have done it. Mm. Um, and so um, then I started to look at, you know, blogs at that time. It was 2017. So mommy blogs and stuff were really popular. And I just started looking into that as a business. Okay. I could make money doing this and stay at home with my kids. I keep getting the same questions over and over. So I could put that information out there to make it easier for people to find. And, um, you know, I'm not repeating myself over and over. <laughs> now that is not true because I do still repeat myself over and over and over. And that was something that I had to learn that you do as a business person. Cause I put it, I would think that, oh, well, I already talked about this. Like why, why do I have to keep talking about it type of thing? I already put it out there. Yeah, um, every so single that... person seen that one video and digested yeah. it. So they paid attention, right? It's not the way it works. Exactly. So that, you know, I was very slow learning a lot of these things because I didn't have anybody to mentor me. But once I started, you know, taking courses and getting coaching, you know, obviously I was able to learn a lot faster and pick those yeah. things up. Uh, obviously still a work in progress. Um, but I've built a successful business through these past six years and learned a lot about myself through the process. I think being an entrepreneur is definitely a journey of self-development as well. <laughs> like you have to improve yourself in order to no improve choice, your business. But to improve yourself, you have to, it's non-negotiable. You have mm -hmm. to grow and evolve. You just said perfectly, it's still work in progress. I'm like, well, 
fuck yes, it should be because you're growing. You're always going to be seeing what's next. How can I improve this? How can I grow the business? How can I help more people? It sounds like this this business has come through out of passion. Number one, for your freedom. But two, from what you know, and again, it links back into your story, if, if other people knew this and could do this, it can change lives. So you have this desire, this need, which probably drives an awful lot of your decisions around what you should be doing. Probably puts a lot of pressure on yourself as well, right? Yes, yes. And I will say it has helped me be a better teacher as well, because as I'm learning with my self-development stuff, I'm always thinking, how can this be applied to money and let and teach them the same concept? So I'm growing and learning, you know, along with them as well. And you know, I just love teaching people. And, you know, they say that, uh, you know, if I didn't make any money, because there has been plenty of years that I did not make any money, I would still do this. And so that lets me know that I'm in the right place and doing the thing that I should be doing, because I do want people to have that freedom and have the option to me, money, more money is more options. And the more options you have in life, you get to do what you want to do. It doesn't, I mean, you don't have to quit your job if you don't want to, if you like it, but you can, if you're like me and you're miserable and you hate your job, you can quit. And so it just gives you options. It gives you that freedom of choice. And when we have less options, we make worse decisions, especially with our money, which just perpetuates the cycle. So the more and, options we ooh, have, can are, I jump in there? Yes. And we hate making decisions. We are decisions yes. fatigued. <laughs> As human beings right now <laughs> so you what you there enters the fear of success the self-sabotage at a, a positive level that you know, okay you help people to be financially free so they can make better decisions fuck what am i supposed to do now i now you mean there's nothing holding me back from quitting my job oh shit now i'm gonna identify what the real problem is because it's not about the money so then it opens up this whole new place that makes sense Yes. Yes. Cause I mean, I've seen, I've done it myself as well. It's like, once you get past that hurdle, you start improving other areas of your life because you're right. It's not the cost. It's not the money holding you back. And once you realize that and it's like, Oh, that, that is not the problem. I'm the problem. Then you start to, to work on it. So I see that a lot. Once people start working on their money, then they, it just leads to improving themselves and their lives in general. Yeah. What you just said there, it's, it's me. I am the problem. Now that is the most glorious thing to hear. And it's also the hardest. Yes. It's good news. It's you. Bad news. Fuck. It's, it's you. Okay. <laughs> so to be a whole space there for, okay, okay well, don't panic. What do we do with this? So yeah, I'm, I'm going to sort of flip this around to, to you as a business owner. So lovingly, you're on the unforget yourself show. It's all about us. It's not about the funnels, the marketing, the leads, the sales, the structure, the employees. Nothing of like that is not working or working. Everything comes back down to the business owner. Everything. So lovingly, Ashley, how are you holding your business back right now? Oh, gosh. <laughs> By not following through with things. And this has been a struggle the entire time. Um, that I would say that's my biggest struggle right now, like I can see the bigger vision and I, you know, have the bigger, um, plans in place and things going through. Um, but I don't follow through with a lot of the day-to-day -day things that will really set you up 
for success and for long-term success. And a lot of that has to do with the season of life I'm in, or at least that's the excuse I tell myself. My kids um, are sick all the time. Um, You know, I still have a little one at home that's only in preschool a couple days a week. Um, So I'm I'm trying to balance being a stay-at-home mom with also being a full-time business owner with two employees and running a successful business is it's a hard balancing act because I like sleep too. (laughs) And I want to spend time with my kids. And so it's really hard to balance that. Um, But I do know it's a season. So in, you know, during the summer, I'm way more productive because I'm not driving all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then in the fall, my youngest is going to kindergarten. I can't believe it. So I won't have that excuse. So it'll be very interesting to me how I set myself up and my day up for success when I don't have all the distractions all day. But I will say, I will tell myself I'm going to do, you know, this every Monday, this every Tuesday, you know, the things, those little things that I always put off. I don't want to do, I don't want to do my sales taxes. I don't want to reply to emails. Like I just don't want to do those things. Um, And so I put them off a lot and the coach that I have right now, you know, he calls me out on it. And so we're working on some other um, smaller things to get me to following through with things. It's working so far Mm. (laughs) and it's about structure and the routine um, that I don't follow through with. I don't like being told what to do. I just, I don't want to have to say, okay, I'm going to do this every single day (laughs) because I feel like Okay, so, I have so to lovingly, like make myself do something. I want to do it. More, more structure, different routines. Nothing's going to help. Yeah. What are you avoiding? Oh gosh, what am I avoiding? I don't really. I'm not really sure. Probably. I I'm probably avoiding putting all of my effort into something because then if it fails, then I'm a failure. So I can kind of do like 90% effort and then I will just say, oh, well, I didn't get there. I didn't hit my goal because of that 10% I didn't follow through with. So, you know, it's not, it's not all my fault, you know, or it's not the product's fault or it's just, you know, people hate my product. They don't want it. um, That type of thing. It's that I just didn't put in enough effort. I didn't follow through. I didn't do all the things I was supposed to do. So if you did do all the things you did reply to the emails, make those posts, make the offers, launch the thing, and it doesn't work, then it's, you're going to struggle to hold that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that, what are you, what are you trying to avoid from a family perspective? What does that mean to you? Because Right now, if you're not doing it, you're never quite going to get there. And yeah, you can blame, oh, you know what? I, I did a little bit of this, but it actually, it was, it's, it, you didn't put yourself in a position to succeed. Isn't, I love sort of tying a little anchor into these different points. Isn't this exactly what you're coaching your clients to do? To yes. have that belief, to go all in, to actually stop fucking dabbling and actually do it. And words, affirmations, routines, they do play a part, but understanding where is this coming from? What the hell is going on? Because you've probably overcome this at a certain level. Now you've got this next level. Mm-hmm. It's coming in with like a fake mustache, fake glasses. Like I'm not this, this same problem. What could it be? 
as we're just trying to shine a light on this evil monster that's holding you back from from following through when you know if you did you're either going to be the fucking massive success and help even more women which isn't that the kind of the point yeah or true it's going to highlight that this isn't quite right what next you know it's probably that i would have more people looking at me more people following me have a bigger platform but with that comes more scrutiny too maybe somebody's gonna say that i'm uh not um what's the word i'm an imposter like i'm not the one that should be teaching people about money uh what who are you to say to help these women like there's other people out there that can do it better than you and that you know, that mindset has held me back really since I started. Um, it has improved in the last year or so as, you know, self-reflection and things like that. But it, you know, I don't want the spotlight to a certain extent. Like I, I don't want so, to ooh. be on TV. Like <laughs> that's not Hold my on. desire. Who, who said you need to be on fucking TV? You don't <laughs> want the spotlight. So there's something in that. It's either a, I actually really don't want this. This is not my passion or I know it's part of the yes. You hear this a lot of this podcast, the entirety of the yes, saying yes yeah. to this by association. You're saying yes to a number of other things and also saying no to other things. So that I don't want to be seen. It's, it's always a fork in the road. Is it that actually fundamentally, absolutely not? Or is it, I'm just scared of what will come from that? Oh, I'm scared of what will come from that for sure. Yeah. So Gosh, I didn't know this was going to be a counseling session today. Oh, just, <laughs> this is the fun we get to do just to break these things down one one <laughs> sort of brick at a time. Um, yeah. We can we can abort and talk about roses and rainbows and <laughs> what the weather's doing. Or we'll be like, fuck it out. Everyone struggles with follow through at a certain level. There's something yeah. holding everyone back. Unforget yourself. It's all about reveal the blind spots, cut the bullshit so you can do the fucking thing. Yes. That's the point. Yeah. Now we can all dance around it and take longer or we'll never quite get there. And then in the day, have the regrets of the unknown. What if I would have you know, asked that girl out, made that business decision, um, bought that, whatever it might be, all these things. What regrets do you want at the end of the day? I mean, and I'm, I'm going to lovingly jarringly offer this advice to you and everyone at home listening who's saying, yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same place. What if you could help more people? How many more people are out there who need your help that haven't had, haven't seen the same thing that you said over and over and over again? Yeah. Because you're scared of putting yourself out there. You're going to get some hate. You're going to get some people challenge you. Absolutely. I was chatting to a lady a couple of days ago who was asked her qualifications. Who are you to do this? Mm-hmm. And it really impacted her. It, she struggled. It was tough. It sent her into a spiral. She told the person how insulted she was. Rather than coming from a, a place where you, you're okay with it, that you know yourself, that you know who you are and who you've served, and answer with, I'm so glad you fucking asked. Let me tell you what my qualifications are. And if you don't like those, then hold on. Wh- why are we even talking? I'm going to focus yeah. on this. So... Long last rant there. 
where are you going to focus your attention? Because your focus is on threat, is on trying to avoid. What if mm -hmm. we could shift your focus into, you've got all the business coaches around you. You probably have all the right structures and strategies. You just can't do the thing. Mm -hmm. Unlocking this thing could be, could be the next level for you. Where do you want to focus? What do you want? I guess I, I need to focus on the women that I'm helping instead of focusing on myself and the criticism or the, the spotlight, the critique, you know, the magnifying glass that it would bring on myself um, and to focus more on them and getting them the result that they need to change their lives. How much grief have you got from your students, clients? None. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what we just done you know what we just done you help your ladies to write these things down and see oh they see the budgets it's not as big and scary as it was the number they actually have more than they thought they had you've done the exact same thing right now i love yeah. the synergy <laughs> i mean of course there's criticism from people that haven't worked with me but people that have worked with me yeah they get results they're excited they love me i get messages from them every day and they say, I love you. Um, and so I have to focus on that, but it's hard. I'm an introvert and, you know, I just, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there in more ways. It, it is tough. There are so many fears and doubts and so much past programming and it's an excuse most of the time and mm -hmm. it will find it, our brain will keep us safe, whether we know it or not. Yes. So just to, again, this is why I play with you on this, because what, what, if you start to unlock these things, it might be one nugget that stands out that, ah, this is going to give me the, the superpower. This is going to allow me because there will be negative comments. There's always going to be. Some people hate this show. Oh, great. They're, you're you're, you're They're crazy. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Ashley says you're crazy. I didn't say that, but Ashley said that you are. But, it's, but there's a trigger there. There's something else going on. It's got nothing to do with you everything to do with them so but that one negative comment it can distract you for days maybe even weeks maybe you still have pangs at night mm -hmm. months later how do we reduce that down to days hours minutes and then with a <laughs> the last time i was reactive we had a, a negative comment from a potential prospect how dare i offer him a finance solution he couldn't afford to join our course, but there was a finance. We could fund it for him. How dare you put me in debt? No, this, we, we removed every single barrier in your way to do the thing that you said you needed to do. You knew you wanted this. You knew it's the right thing for you. We gave you the option. It's your choice. That stood with me. That, that impacted me. The best response from that was my coach, who simply said, lol. Break it, break it down with humor. I wanted to save the situation. Be like, no, no, I didn't mean this. Like, no, hold on. Oh my gosh. You've chosen to focus on this. You've given yourself the excuse to do that. Oh my gosh. Lull. How do we release this? How do you, like cortisol, how do you release it? How do you metabolize it? So you become a bit more bulletproof. Um, well, I try and remind myself that they don't really know me. And you know, if they were listening to, you know, the things that I've been teaching, then they would, you know, not have those same thoughts. Um, and I try to, 
compartmentalized. So when I was a police officer, it, you know, I, people have said the craziest, most insultful things to me, my entire career, like anything you could possibly think of. Mm. And I never let it bother me. Like I usually just laugh at them. Like, and so I've kind of taken that approach as well. Um, instead of, um, especially in the beginning, it was like instant defense mode, right? Because they're attacking me versus when I was a police officer, they just don't like law enforcement. They just see me in the uniform. They don't know me, right? Like they're just taking their frustration out on me. Mm. Um, but when it comes to my business, whenever people would say stuff, I would get really defensive, but I have, I've had to train myself to think kind of the same way. Like they don't know me. They're just seeing, you know, the face value of whatever they saw on the internet that they think is me or they don't agree with. Um, but they don't really know me because if they did, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had that reaction, most likely. And so I've had to one, not respond right away. So before I would be very impulsive and I would just type out a very quick email in defense of myself, right? So now I um well, when I have assistants that kind of help monitor that and screen emails like that anyway, but I also just have had to get in the habit of waiting, waiting mm-hmm. until I calm down. And sometimes I will call a friend and say, you know what somebody just said to me? And then, you know, get, you know, start laughing and things like that and yeah. then have a better perspective on it because they're not attacking me. They think they are, but they're really not because they're, they're just reacting to whatever frustration that they have going on. And so I've had Mm. to flip that and kind of go back to, um, taking it off of me. Like they're attacking me when, cause they're really not. Absolutely. Beautiful way of putting it. And of course, everything we're going through, it's just taking that time because it's just your brain squirting chemicals, which then creates an emotion. And now Mm -hmm. you're reactive and now you're going through this thing. It's a, Mm -hmm. I'm about to biology for this this yeah. particular challenge so <laughs> exactly hey, Ashley thank you so much for sharing your behind the scenes of your business what you're going through and everything that you are that you do to help all the women who come through your your services so if people want to find out more about about you and what you do where can they find you uh, well, the Money Mindset Podcast, of course, uh, wherever you're listening to this, I'm sure you can listen to that as well on all major platforms. And then everything's budgets made easy. So I have lots of free resources, um, a big Facebook community group, you know, all the things, everything's budgets made easy, except the podcast. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, hey, Ashley, thank you again for for sharing so vulnerably and, and talking about yeah what, what you're going through. It's I hope it's everyone else there has really enjoyed and actually shared in the experience. Well, thank you. I hope it's helped somebody else because, you know, going through it through the years, I've always felt really alone. And so when I can connect with somebody else, that's kind of doing the same thing in business and feeling the same way. It's very, very helpful. So I appreciate everything that you're doing here with the podcast. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. 
Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.